Hey guys, first, a big thank you for tuning in. Welcome to Rafi with a Y, and I'm your host Rafi. Here we talk about ways to make your life better, current affairs, politics, and everything else that comes up in life. Alright, so today's episode is gonna be on loneliness. Everybody feels lonely from time to time. When we have no one to sit next to at lunch, when we move to a new neighborhood, or when nobody has time for us at the weekend. But over the last few decades, this occasional feeling has become chronic for millions. A huge number of our population feels lonely regularly regardless of our age. We are living in the most connected time in human history, and yet an unprecedented number of us feel isolated. Being lonely and being alone are not the same thing. You can be filled with bliss by yourself and hate every second surrounded by friends. Loneliness is a purely subjective and said individual experience. If you feel lonely, you are lonely. A common stereotype is that loneliness only happens to people who don't know how to talk to people or how to behave around others. Studies have shown that social skills make practically no difference for adults when it comes to social connections. Loneliness can affect everybody. Money, fame, power, beauty, social skills, a great personality. Nothing can protect us from loneliness because it's a part of our biology. Loneliness is a bodily function like hunger. Hunger makes us pay attention to our physical needs. Loneliness makes us pay attention to our social needs. Our body cares about our social needs because millions of years ago, it was a greater indicator of how likely we were to survive. Natural selection rewarded our ancestors for collaboration and for forming connections with each other. Our brains grew and became more and more fine-tuned to recognize what others thought and felt and to form and sustain social bonds. Being social became part of our biology. Ancient humans were born into groups of 50 to 150 people, which they usually stayed with for the rest of their life. Getting enough calories, staying safe and warm or caring for the offspring was practically impossible alone. Being together meant survival. Being alone meant death. So it was crucial that humans got along with each other. For our ancestors, the most dangerous threat to survival was not being eaten by a lion. Rather, it was not getting the social vibe of their group and being excluded. To avoid that, our body came up with social pain. Part of this pain is an evolutionary adaptation to rejection, a sort of early warning system to make sure you stop behavior that would isolate you. Our ancestors who experienced rejections as more painful were more likely to change their behavior when they got rejected and thus stayed in the tribe, while those who did not got kicked out and most likely died. That's why rejections hurt, and even more, so why loneliness is so painful. These mechanisms for keeping us connected worked great for most of our human history, until humans began building a new world for themselves. The loneliness epidemic we see today really only started in the late Renaissance. Western culture began to focus on the individual, intellectuals moved away from the collectivism of the Middle Ages, while the young Protestant theology stressed individual responsibility. This trend accelerated during the Industrial Revolution. People left 
their villages and field to enter factories. We see this in our country a lot, especially because people from all over Bangladesh mostly tend to come over to Dhaka for work. Communities that had existed for hundreds of years began to dissolve while cities grew. As our world rapidly became modern, this trend sped up more and more. Today, we move vast distances for jobs, love, and education, and leave our social net behind. We meet fewer people in person, and we meet them less often than in the past. Most people stumble into chronic loneliness by accident. You reach adulthood and become busy with work, university, romance, kids, and Netflix. There's just not enough time. The most convenient and easy thing to sacrifice is time with friends. Until you wake up one day and realize that you feel isolated, that you yearn for close relationships. But it's hard to find close connections as adults. And so, loneliness can become chronic. While humans feel pretty great about things like iPhones and spaceships, our bodies and minds are fundamentally the same they were 50,000 years ago. We are still biologically fine-tuned to being with each other. Large-scale studies have shown that stress from chronic loneliness is among the most unhealthy things we experience as humans. It makes you age quicker, it makes cancer deadlier, it makes Alzheimer's advance faster and your immune systems weaker. Loneliness is twice as deadly as obesity and as deadly as smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. The most dangerous thing about it is once it becomes chronic, it can become self-sustaining. Physical and social pain use common mechanisms in our pain. Both feel like a threat and social. Social pain leads to immediate and defensive behavior when it's inflicted on us. When loneliness becomes chronic, our brain goes into self-preservation mode. It starts to see danger and hostility everywhere. But that's not all. Some studies found that when you're lonely, your brain is much more receptive and alert to social signals while at the same time, it gets worse at interpreting them correctly. You pay more attention to others, but you understand them less. The part of the brain that recognizes face gets out of tune and becomes more likely to categorize neutral faces as hostile, which makes it distrustful of others. Loneliness makes you assume the worst about others' intentions towards you. Because of this perceived hostile world, you can become more self-centered to protect yourself, which can make you appear more cold, unfriendly, and socially awkward than you really are. If loneliness has become a strong presence in your life, the first thing you do is to try to recognize the vicious cycle you may be trapped in. It usually goes something like this. An initial feeling of isolation leads to feeling of tension and sadness which makes you focus your attention selectively on negative interactions with, other, with others. This makes your thoughts about yourself and others more negative, which then changes your behavior. You begin to avoid social interaction, which leads to more feelings of isolation. This cycle becomes more severe and harder to escape each time. Loneliness makes you sit far away from others in class, not answer the phone when friends call, and decline invitations until the invitations stop. Each and every one of us has a story about ourselves, and if our story becomes that people exclude us, others pick up on that. And so the outside world can become the way we feel about it. 
This is often a slow creeping process that takes years and can end in depression and the mental state that prevents connections even if you yearn for them. The first thing you can do to escape it is to accept that loneliness is a totally normal feeling and that it's nothing to be ashamed of. Literally everybody feels lonely at some point of in their life. It's a universal human experience. You can't eliminate it, ignore a feeling until it goes away magically, but you can accept that you feel it and get rid of its cause. You can self-examine what you focus your attention on and check if you are selectively concentrating on negative things. Was this interaction with a colleague really negative or was it really neutral or even positive? What was the actual content of the interaction? What did the other person say? And did they say something bad or did you add extra meaning to their words? Maybe another person was not really reacting negatively but was just short on time. Then there are your thoughts about the world. Are you assuming the worst about others' intentions? Do you enter a social situation and have already decided how it will go? Do you assume others don't want you around? Are you trying to avoid being hurt and not risking opening up? And if so, can you try to give others the benefit of the doubt? Can you try to can you just assume that they're not against you? Can you risk being open and vulnerable again? And lastly, your behavior. Are you avoiding opportunities to be around others? Are you looking for excuses to decline invitations or are you pushing others away preemptively to protect yourself? Are you acting as if you're getting attacked? Are you really looking for new connections or have you become complacent with your situation? Of course, every person and situation is unique and different, and just introspection alone might not be enough. If you feel unable to solve your situation by yourself, please try to reach out and get professional help. It's not a sign of weakness, but of courage. However, we look at loneliness as a purely individual problem that needs solving to create more personal happiness or as a public health crisis it is something that deserves way more attention we built a world that is nothing short of amazing and yet none of these shiny things we've made is able to satisfy or substitute our fundamental biological need for connection most animals get what they need from their physical surroundings we get what we need from each other and we need to build our artificial human world based on that let's try something together let's reach out to someone today regardless if you feel a little bit lonely or if you want to make someone else's day better maybe text a friend who you haven't spoken to in a while call a family member who's become estranged or invite a colleague for a cup of coffee or just go do something you're usually too afraid to go to or lazy to do maybe nothing will come of it and that's okay don't do this with any expectations the goal is to just open up a bit to exercise your connection muscles so they can grow stronger over time i want to recommend two books that i've read while researching this episode the first is emotional first aid by guy winch it's a book that addresses among other topics how to deal with loneliness in a way that we find helpful and actionable and the second book which is my personal favorite loneliness human nature and the need for social connection by john t cappuccino and william patrick 
It's an entertaining and scientific exploration on why we need loneliness on a biological level, how it's spread on society, and what science has to say about it, and how to escape it. Links to both books and all the sources I've used will be given in the show notes. Thank you guys very much for listening to this episode. If you have any ideas for future episodes, if you want me to discuss on any specific topic, feel free to hit me up. Go to my website. You'll find how to contact me and leave your suggestions there. And hope you all had a great time. Peace.